Welcome to the Worship Leader Hangout Podcast. My name is Chad Buckland, and this is... David Hutchinson. That's right. <laughs> no, it's not that much latency. I just didn't tell him I was going to have him do that. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Man, it's good to see you. I'm glad to be back. We mm-hmm. are talking about our top five most influential songs. Now, these are songs that we either heard growing up or had to play growing up in our churches or in different groups or whatever it may be that inspired us or influenced us or uh, helped us want to continue on the path of becoming worship leaders or whatever God wanted to do with our lives. But these songs meant so much to us um, in those times. Now, these songs are not necessarily the most popular songs. They're not necessarily uh, the most complicated or anything like that. Some Actually, some of mine are super simple. Um but we're going to talk about it because they meant something, especially then and even now. You know, I can. There's a whole album that I'm going to talk about that I can like from top to bottom sing almost every note of that album, just as he would. So, um, but yeah, we're going to start. We're going to kind of go back and forth. We'll start at number five. Um, I'm more starting chronologically, so you know, my number five would be like the earliest song I can remember having an impact. So yeah, you ready? I'm going to let you go first, David. Oh really? Okay. And I just oh, noticed yeah. you said album. Uh, I thought we were picking songs, so I... No, no, there's... Okay, well, there's one specific song on that album, but... The entire album. A, a collection. That entire album, yes. Gotcha. Is, Influenced you. If we did an album podcast, mm-hmm. that entire album... Yeah, I got a, I got a favorite album podcast still to this day. Um, so, you said songs that influence you to want to become a worship leader. Well, to be honest, I fell into worship leading. It wasn't something like I, I, you knew you wanted to be a worship leader from like high school or junior high, something like that. I yeah, never set out to uh, be a worship leader. I wanted elementary to elementary school, actually. Say it again. Elementary school. Ten years oh, old. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I never set out to be a worship leader. So, but I was more influenced by like uh, piano players. And then I fell yeah. into worship leading. And so I'm going to talk about uh, songs that influenced me musically, but also like propelled me to become a worship leader as well. So first right. song I have um, is Oh Give Thanks from Judith McAllister. Uh, first okay. off, that is one of the best praise and worship gospel albums that exist. And I'm so sad that we have not had more music from Judith McAllister because she is a phenomenal praise and worship leader and the entire album is fire. But oh, give thanks. I promise you, if you look at 10 uh, African-American churches and you survey them, there probably were at least five that sung Oh, Give Thanks that morning, still singing it. And I'm pretty sure the song came out in like 04. So okay. that that album is very influential. And then, uh, so musically, it was influential because the keyboard player, uh, Mike Burreal, is phenomenal. And I'm not kidding. When I learned that song and I actually sat down to learn it, I spent hours learning every single movement that he did, every run, every lick. I mean, oh my gosh. So... That that song had a had a serious influence on me, and then later on, uh, when I wasn't as focused on like the musical aspect of worship, but more of the theological, what is the lyrics of the song saying? While the song is simple, it is speaking so much truth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good, 
for he is good. For he is worthy, for he is worthy. That's it. But it's awesome, right? Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to say a lot in a song for it to be good, as long as it's speaking truth. No. And so, yeah, it was awesome. All right, so what's cool, yours? Man. Okay, so like I said, I'm more going chronologically. And uh, one of the first songs I can remember, like, actually super enjoying, because when I started leading, or when I started singing in church, you know, being in big church and whatnot, I sang in the kids' church. We did worship, but... Um, I remember the song specifically because it was, it, it kind of, you know, led me down a path of not just wanting to sing or lead worship, but also actually have a relationship with Jesus. Um, I was already saved, but, you know, you don't really, sometimes you don't really know if you get saved super early, so you got to get saved every camp yeah, um, every summer. But <laughs> at least that's how it was in our denomination at that time. Anyway, um, but one song I can remember that really had an impact on me was I Give You My Heart. You remember that song, This Is My Desire? Oh, Lord, I Give You My Heart? Really? Okay. Yeah, Lord, I Give You My Heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it just had a, a very simple me uh, melody, and I just remember, I could listen to that song right right now and just go back to being wherever I was in different locations of singing that song, whether it be camp or whether it be in the sanctuary and uh, just, you know, seeing people, not everybody, but seeing people just really... Um, worship in yeah. that song because it just had a uh, a powerful message, but but easy at the same time. Um, this is my desire to honor you, Lord. I give you my heart. Uh, wait, I said that wrong. But anyway, you get it. You can go look up the lyrics. But um, I don't know. It was just one of the earliest ones I can remember. Now there's another one. I, I wouldn't say this really influenced me necessarily, but because I was remembering that song, it did. Um, Make me remember Strong Tower. You remember that one? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed, Blessed be, be the, the name, name of, the of the Lord. Oh, We did wow. a little you... faster, but yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, depending on where yeah, you sung so, it, which church you sung it at, right? Like, Right, right. We, we sang it pretty fast. But yeah, that one kind of came along with that song. I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember that song too. And I don't know. I was just, I was actually showing my intern that song. And she was like, Wow. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing that. One. But I, I don't know, man. When I hear some of those older songs, I just go back. It takes me back. Yeah. You caused mm -hmm. me to write down something. So, uh, but I, I'll, okay. I'll, that's going to be, I'll, I'll save that for later. But yeah, you caused okay. me to write all down right. something. Um, all right. So anyway, so that's, that's my, that's my like number five, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say, oh, give thanks is my number five. I mean, that's, that's up there. That might be number two or number one. Just music, oh, okay. musicality. And yeah. then groove. Oh my gosh, I'm still a I'm still a big believer in the five piece church band. No tracks, no nothing, just everybody grooving. Yeah. Um, second song that influenced me. Uh, not, it, it, this is more on the musicality side now because uh, I started off as a piano player. Uh, the yeah. Lord's Prayer from the Potter's House Mass Choir. Uh, keyboard player is Kevin Bonds, and. When me and my friend Angelo Swan first heard that, we were just so enamored by, like, the piano uh, musicality on that album, man. It was just, I, honestly, I was so inspired. Like, to this day, Kevin Bonds is still one of my favorite piano players. And I just try to go look up old albums that he played just to learn his moves. I mean... 
It was phenomenal. And I think yeah. that uh, that song right there just showed like the kind of was the mountaintop experience for like piano me at the time like Kevin Bonds just killing it on key. So that and yeah. then let's let's take it over a little bit like the way that they took the traditional Lord's prayer hymn and um they adapted it for the black church was really impressive and they did a phenomenal job doing that and you kind of get like this high church gospel choir experience with that um song so it it was great um yeah that that was another song that influenced me I learned that was another one I sat down and I learned it note for note lick for lick so that's cool yeah um, so yeah, I haven't really got into that type of song yet. So I'm still like what I just said, my number five was this is when I was like in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and it's so, funny, you're so, going like you're going f- forward, like you're going you're going from the beginning to the to now, and I guess yeah, I'm going from yeah. I'm going from like my favorites to like this also influenced me more recently. So it's kind of oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so next up, I was probably, you know, more in the middle school range, starting to play guitar, that kind of thing. I played saxophone, uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't, yeah, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but, um, so. Did I tell you Brooke bought a I sax? did a talent. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so I did this talent show, um, it was called Teen Talent, and I tried to do something every year. I actually played piano at Teen Talent. I didn't know you were in Teen Talent. Yeah, I did well. Not for very long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did it. Too. I didn't. I didn't really get past. I didn't get past usually the first stage, um, but I did a. So this this is influential in a, a, a little bit different way because at this point I'd started playing guitar. I was playing saxophone, and I started working with this um, youth worship leader. And I don't know if he's a pastor or not, but he was a youth worship leader <clears throat> at a Methodist church down the road from us. And what was really cool about him, he was he took me in. He was like, man, I just want to, you know, basically what I do with some of my students or interns or things like that. He just wanted to show me everything he knew and everything he learned. And I asked him, um, so the song is called We Fall Down. You remember that song? We fall down, we lay down. Yeah, that's down. it. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. taught me. That was one of the first worship songs I learned on guitar. And along that same or at that same time I started or I, I wanted to do team talent so I did that song as like a solo and he played guitar um, as my accompanist sort of thing and uh, so that was I think that was my last one of my last team talents was with with that song and uh, that song just it meant so much to me in a lot of different ways it was like I said it was one of the first songs I learned how to lead on guitar with play the chord progression and sing and um, and yeah, I did that teen talent, we fall down solo kind of thing and you know, just all saxophone. It was uh it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, but then my one of my end up he ended up being one of my best friends named Tavon. He came mm-hmm. up pretty much right after me and just blew me away. Oh, wow. Um on tenor and so yeah. <laughs> he was always like number one in our state. Um every time. <laughs> so Yeah. But what was cool is like we became best best friends, and I learned a lot from him. And he was part of the reason why I picked up bass. 
And oh, that's cool. Uh, for those of you who know, you know me as a bass player, uh, I give a lot of that credit to Tavon for kind of influencing that. So anyway, it's it's just pretty cool how how things work out. But but that song, yeah, I love it. I love it still. I mean, I, we wouldn't necessarily pick it to be a part of our set nowadays, but you could. You, churches are probably still doing this one. Um, you know all over the, the world every Sunday. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure when I was in Cali, we we had done that song. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a very common song. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's anyway, cool. But. All right. My third song is uh, Power Belongs to God, Hezekiah Walker. Now, this song was influential. You know this one? I do know this one. I, I, I need to listen to it again. I haven't listened to it in a while. So this song was influential because you played it for EVS, actually. Oh, did I? <laughs> you did, yeah. You actually did. did play this. Oh yeah. This was on the yeah, EVS yeah, yeah. album. But oh yeah, yeah. Um uh remind me how it goes. I know I know uh, which one you're doing. Boom, boom, ba da ba dum, boom, 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 Yeah, okay. So this song was influential because I'm pretty sure when I listened to this, I fell in love with the gospel choir. Like Oh, okay. The the African American gospel choir became my love. Like I when I when I hear this, it's just the epitome of like African American church. Like this is it. So I mean mm-hmm. I, I I loved it as a kid and um I then later on I was impressed by Hezekiah's Walker's Hezekiah's Hezekiah Walker's ability to take the scripture and he made it sound so musical that it that it was like it was just fun to sing, right? Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord at all times, pour out your heart before him. Power belongs to our God. And then when he does That's the key cool. change, I shall, I shall not be afraid of the terror by night. It's like, man, you don't even realizing like you're singing a psalm, right? And so I just, I mean, I fell in love with the song musically as a child, later into like my later teen, I guess more like my, my early 20s, I guess. I fell in love with yeah. it because of the way he, he took the scripture and like applied it to music in such a natural way. Oh my gosh. Hezekiah Walker to me is one of the best praise and worship leaders, choir directors that has, that God has oh, placed here on earth. Yeah. So, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a good song. So, do you still have that album, by the way, or do you have access to it, or know somebody with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't, I and I really, really want to hear myself play on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really I'm do, sure dude. I have a copy of EVS's okay. EVS's version of it. Um, yeah, I'm sure I do. If, if you knew somebody had, that had the whole album, like I would love to hear all the songs. Rain on us. Oh yeah, was on yeah. There. We did that. One. God of mercy, God of yep. love. Yeah, you know something. John P. Key really should go down as like an honorable musical mention for. Oh yeah, it, well that song I didn't have it on my list, but it was kind of an honorable honorable mention, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was probably one of the hardest songs I've ever learned. But there was another song that anyway. But I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm on number three. This was when I was still in high school. Um, so, and this was that whole album thing I was talking about. Do you remember the album called Live from Another Level? 
Yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, Israel? Who doesn't? <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Yes. So, so that album, that whole album just, that changed my view on what worship could be. Right? Yeah. Like, it just flat out rocked me that those couple years I listened to it straight. I mean, and I, this was, you know, we had CDs and CD players in the car. So I... I had I usually had um, number one in the car, like remember because it was a two disc uh, CD set, and I, I usually had that in the car because it had you know some of the faster songs on it. But that number one had um, the medley. Um, where, no, no, no. Which one was it? I'm looking at it right now. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. It had. Uh, no, I had. I usually probably had number two in the car because it had the spontaneous worship. Um, where where Israel just, I I mean I'm a I was always under the assumption that he was just you know prophetically singing at that moment, um, and I just I don't know I ate it up I loved it yeah and I felt like it was talking directly to me yeah what he says I could still it, play songs and, from that album like I haven't oh, practiced yeah. them and uh, again I say rejoice all the I mean it's oh, oh yeah. yeah those are standards yeah they yeah so, they definitely are standards and the church should still be mm-hmm. singing them uh we just don't have the technical abilities anymore we lost all our musicians remember that come in from the outside don't be afraid oh, oh yeah gosh anyway dun, dun, so you know that there's not a specific song necessarily that honestly that spontaneous moment is was why I latched onto that album. I mean, all the songs are amazing. Of course, Friend, Friend of God, um, uh, that Friend Melody. Um, let's see. Yeah, Joy of My Desire. No, uh, no, Not One. Remember that? Where uh, What's-His-Name comes in and starts singing that? Anyway, I just, I fell in love with that. And that, like I said, it changed my view on, like, what, what corporate worship could look like. I understand it was an album recording. I understand it was Israel, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, there was just something well, about it. That I think Israel he, did something that we don't talk about anymore because it's not, it just seems to be the norm. But before Israel, there was never really this idea of like a CCM and gospel artist who was packed into right, one person. right. I don't remember. Maybe there was somebody out there. I don't remember it. And so I think Israel brought this sound that like both churches could say, hey, let's let's try that song. Let's try that song. Right. And And I don't know. Even if it wasn't to his level of musically. Exactly. You could still do that song without completely butchering it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Everybody could do Lord, You Are Good without butchering it. Oh, yeah. And yet you could go to like African-American churches were doing it. And yeah. white churches were doing it, and it was, you know, oh man. So yeah, yeah. Lord, you are a good one on that one. Went on that album. That no, was it wasn't on that album. I don't remember what was on. The it was the one. The it was the one before that. Yeah, I don't know. but again, I say yeah, rejoice that, was on that album, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rejoice the first song. in the Lord. Oh man, I love that album so much. Man, you name something that's not even on my list, but I love that album so much. It's I learned all the yeah. horn lines for. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I, I love it. We had all those. We had all. I don't know if it worked by the time you were in EBS, but we had all those horn lines on that little NPC. That NPC, yeah. Um, they may have. No, I don't. 
I don't remember them being there. The only yeah, the only the only stuff I still remember being on there was um the stuff for a Byron Cage song, a Glory song. The beats. Yeah. Just the beats basically. The beats yeah. and the and some of the lines. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Some of y'all don't know what we're talking it. about. So, and I hate when people are out of the loop. <clears throat> oh, well, it's okay. Chad and I were in the same group in college, but not at the same time. So, right. Uh, Obviously, but, it was a gospel choir. Yeah, it was a gospel choir. As you choir. can tell. And uh, <laughs> he, that's, <laughs> so that's actually how we met, but even though he, he wasn't in it mm-hmm. when I was in it. And so, we, he was on an album. That what we were talking about earlier, that the gospel choir played. I wasn't on that album because I wasn't there. And then um, there was an MPC that was kind of passed down to each different class, lower that level class. That thing was old. Yeah. <laughs> and so the MPC would have the, the, I mean, this was before we were tracking, right? Oh, like, yeah. It was you, basically, it was a click. We called it a click. Yeah, but. yeah. You had your click. But instead of the click having all the brass parts and everything laid out, you would have to, you would have to hit it. When it was time for it to happen, so oh. don't hit it late because you're screwed. So yeah, but it it was fun. <laughs> it was, I'm sure. Yeah, Marcus usually did that in our group because I, my first year, um, our second keys, his name was Matt. Uh, he would run it, or Rory would run it, or whatever. But yeah, um, when I became ND the next year, Marcus would usually run it. And there were a couple times, maybe in rehearsal, he'd hit it late, and it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> or he'd hit the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. It was the best, dude. Those days, uh, I miss those days so much. So, that was probably the, the most time spent actually playing music in a stretch, like a one yeah. single stretch of time actually on the instrument. Same, 10 hours same here. Like, because, you you know, you rehearse Tuesdays, you rehearse Thursdays, and then you rehearse with the choir, then you had band rehearsals after that, and then Sunday mm-hmm. was a ministry opportunity somewhere. So, yeah. And then right. a lot of us were still playing at churches in town or in Chattanooga, so mm-hmm. we were playing around town with our friends. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. That was the most I've ever played. And clearly it was the, the time when I probably, I wouldn't say, improved the most. So, um I missed yeah, I, I, I could definitely argue that that was the most improvement I'd ever made mm-hmm. yeah. in a short amount of time. Um, and on top of that, I went to Victor Wooten's base camp Oh wow! one That's of those cool. summers. So with EVS, that, and being a music student in, in, in the first place on double bass, mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, I, college was an amazing experience. Yeah. But I find whose it, turn it, is it? Is it? I was going to say, oh, go I find ahead. it interesting that you... We're talking about like these CCM contemporary songs, and then you kind of your third one was like that crossover, right? Which is which my fourth it, one it, is really my crossover because I'm okay. gonna my fourth one is the stand from Hillsong. Um, yes, oh my god, that song really because yeah. I, I I didn't really get into CCM till college, go into you know a white school, so predominantly white anyway, and so. Uh, <laughs> That You're talking about high school? <laughs> college. college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee was predominant. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. So when I heard that song, and I heard others, but this song, I know it really influenced me, like kind of the airy guitars. That that mm-hmm. sound, that sound was new for me. And then, um, 
spiritually, this song speaks so well to like, you know, you stood before creation. It's very poetic, but in a very mm -hmm. uh, truthful way. And, and uh, I think it's true to the scriptures. So it's really awesome. Um, yeah, that yeah. song really had a, an influence it. on me. And I, and I sung it for many years and I'd, I'd sing it again any day. There, um, there are people our youth still sing it occasionally. Like oh, it's, really? It's a new song for them. They're like, oh, man, this is... <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, amazing. To me, that song is a little more timeless... It is. ...than, than we want to give it credit for. And yeah. I think it'll def it can definitely resurface. Um, yeah. It has here. It has here. Yeah. It was crazy because that's one of the first... Well, not one of the first. That was a song in high school... That we were we were leading and singing, but what was cool is that it came out at that time. And oh wow! I don't know. Was, that, that's yeah. Cool. So, just a just a quick story about that song. I was in between my senior year and college. I was uh, working overnight at Walgreens, and I had that album. The album just had came out either that year or the year before that the stand was on, and I would listen to as much of that album as I could on my break. Uh, sitting in my truck at Walgreens, oh, wow. and I would just sometimes I would just flat out just worship, or sometimes I would sleep and it'd be playing. But it mm. was like that. Yeah, that song was. Uh, I didn't even think about that. And yeah. That, yeah, that would definitely be on my list if it could be just top ten. But anyway, that's that's so good. Um, so my next song. So we've <laughs> I have pretty much crossed over because now at this point. Um, if my number four was the stand, then you know the next one would be. Um, my number four. Uh, it was, was the so stand. hard. I know. I, that's what I was saying. If oh. mine was as well, kind of rounding out high school. Now we're in this this the college. We're in the first year of college, and I joined EVS my first year, and I, I was a pretty decent bass player. I like to play you know some jazz and funk stuff and Victor Wooten type stuff, and that's probably one of the only reasons I was able to get in because I had some of those skills that were good for certain songs. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, I was super shocked. I didn't even think. I was like, yeah, there's no way. Um, but I got in. And I remember sitting with, so this was one of our first, like, individual like band practices because we we had to, so we, we split up, basically, and we had to learn parts. We had 12 songs we had to learn, and we had... We had to learn parts, and I sat with this guy um, named John York, and I'm going to say his full name because he's absolutely incredible at not only playing, and but he is an incredible person, and he just sat with me for probably two or three hours. I don't even know how long. I might be over-exaggerating. And he, he, he more or less taught me how to learn a song, a complicated song, because I did. I really didn't know how to learn a song like that. Mm -hmm. And the song that we sat there and just learned every lick, every note, every chord change was more than enough. You remember that? Oh, my God is my God more is more than, than yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. So we sat there and we learned that whole thing. Well, he taught it to me, and he would play it on guitar, and he said basically do that, and, and then I would do it on bass, and. Uh, so more more than just teaching me that song, he taught me how to learn songs. So we'd sit there, we'd play, get, stop. And I was like, okay, let me try that. Play, stop, you know. And so we, and he taught me how to listen for the bass more than I, you know, had ever done before because Victor Wooten stuff, he he pushes the bass to the front of the mix. Um, CCM stuff, the bass is just super simple. 
So he he really just like, yeah, he taught me how to learn songs and how to listen and how to listen through the mix to the bass player and what he was doing. And I don't know, I, I I'll never forget that. And that 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 also was a complete game changing type of experience of like, okay, you can learn anything. Yeah. As long as you have a system or some yeah. type of way of learning that. And um, and that's what made it possible for me to learn um, Rain on Us. Yeah. I, there's no way in the world. If I didn't sit there with him and try to learn that song, there's no way in the world I would have been able to learn Rain on Us by herself, yeah. by myself. Because it it's a very complicated song, especially for a noob like I was at the time. Um, so anyway, yeah, more than enough. I love it. It's on that album that we're trying to resurface. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. Um, of me playing it, I just yeah, I want to hear myself so bad. On that. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, to, yeah. Just to, hear, I might shock myself. So yeah, what's your number? What's this number five? For yeah, you? this is five. Oh, gosh, that five, and then I got some honorable mentions, and then I have an album. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That I can't um, even. You can't. I can't mention because well, not mention within this because to me, it, it deserves a category. It's in a category of its own. Um, Okay. Of, right. of influence on my life, musically, spiritually, my relate. I mean, everything. Um, so, the the f- number five, I'm gonna say, grace. Now, this one is not as common. It should be, but it's not. Uh, grace alone from the Modern Post. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, and so they're one of the bands that came out of Mars Hill Church, in from Seattle, and this song. Now we've crossed over into like the modern hymn movement and bands that are a part of that. And so like, I would say like Citizens and Saints, the Modern Post, the Sing Team, uh, the Gettys are in that too. Uh, I mean, there are just a ton of other, there there are a lot more bands. I, I don't know why I can't think of them off the top of my head. Anyway, this song really influenced me in that Worship music could still have a lot of form to it. And at and at the same time, like form, like how like a hymn is formed, four line, four verses. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to have a chorus. Um like it changed the way I thought of I I I approached even looking for worship music to sing on Sunday morning. And then um theologically, like this song expresses itself in a way that I find very helpful uh, for myself to God. Like, um, so, so yeah, that, this song just really had a big Im- impact on my life in ways I, I even struggle to articulate, but I love it. And I actually haven't sung it yeah. at any church I've been at. Um, but, but, but oh, I'd okay. love to. Yeah. Yeah. So because, so my number five, I'll get to it in just a second, but because I'm going chronologically, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give an honorable mention for um, in between like that college and now, um, but that would be uh, Alpha and Omega. I didn't hear this song until my I know it's in Israel. You know I know I I realized that and for whatever reason I missed it. And our choir our director of EVS my first year when I was in um, her name we called her Sister Sadie. Um, we would she would just break out in this in our times of worship as just a choir because we would spend lots of time worshiping 
like just as a choir, no music, no, you know, no band, no anything, just, just singing, praising God in a room. Um, just because I don't know if she, she really knew how to just bring people together and just have a corporate worship time of Mm -hmm. just giving God the glory and honor for, you know, because he, he deserves it. But anyway, um, and one of the songs that we would sing just was Alpha and Omega. And I honestly, at first, I thought she just wrote it or came up with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and then I, re- I, I, I quickly realized what it was uh, when I looked it up. But it, yeah. it just it really had an impact on me in a way of like not only just the song itself, but just at the, the moments that she would just break out in the song. I, I just, I don't know, it it touched me so much that we don't need music. We don't need. We don't need instruments. We don't need uh, a church, like a a set. We can just break out in the song mm-hmm. anywhere we are. Yeah. As a group, as an individual, whatever. I mean, we. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to explain. I mean, it's very, um, you know, for lack of better words, is you know, it was a very Pentecostal type setting. You know, we were mm-hmm. praying over each other and different things like that, but. Um, it just, it, that really impacted me because we would have these retreats occasionally would have, she would say, you know, we're not going to rehearse our stuff this night tonight. We're just going to worship together. Um, and she would speak into people's lives. You know, she could, uh, hear from the Lord prophetically and, um, and she would just point some people out too. And, <laughs> but anyway, that song just really impacted me. Um, but I do have to kind of move it forward, um, you know, there's been so many songs that have been flat out incredible um, written over the last 10 years because I've been out of school for 10 years now. And and a lot of them have impacted me in a certain, you know, a, a, a way. But one that's notable that I just have to, you know, give a little bit of honor to would have to be the song Build My Life. <laughs> um it's relatively new. It's relative. I mean, it's very played and 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 a huge song now. Um, but I I heard. I can't even remember the guy's name. But I'll, I'll have to look it up later. I might I might put it in the description uh, and maybe the the show notes on the on the podcast. But the oh, I really wish I could remember his name, but it doesn't matter. So. Uh, somebody got a hold of a recording of this guy doing Build My Life at Bethel. And he he uh, did a med- kind of a medley with that song and uh, Holy Spirit and um, What a Beautiful Name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he started with Build My Life. And it was, it it, it really, it put me on the ground in tears. You know, it was the first time I'd heard that. And probably the next two or three times I listened to that and watched that video in that, that whatever worship setting that was. Um, I just was in tears, just worshiping and and confessing that, like, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm, you know, and I just, uh, so that that was one of those experiences that I hadn't probably had in a while with a song. And it was just, uh, it was refreshing because it's like, wow. <laughs> um, and I'm, I really feel like I'm experiencing that again with another song, but we'll see how that plays out. Um but that one, that one's a big deal. I, the first time I heard it, I was in the shower, and it came on just as an autoplay on YouTube. Maybe it was that year that it came out, and maybe 16, 15, 16, I don't know. And anyway, and I got out of the shower, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I just I got dressed, went to our guest room, and just 
laid on the guest bed and sobbed mm-hmm. and, and worshiped for probably another hour and just had that song on repeat. And uh, anyway, so, and then when we did, we actually started doing the song at our church. I, I could not get through the bridge without starting to cry. So I, I really had some some heart change and some some things going on, I guess, uh, in that. And yeah, it was, I would say it's impactful because it was a chance for me to just really step back from just the normal, hey, this is a great song for our church, and actually find something that's like, okay, this is what you need right now. This is This song is a guide to bring you closer to Jesus, um, you know unintentional to them. They have no idea what was going on when they wrote it, but they knew it would impact somebody, hopefully. But but yeah, build my life. I know it's not complicated. I know it's not, uh, you know, the most uh, amazing thing musically, but it's, uh, yeah, it was life-changing. And I guarantee you, if I was unsaved at that moment, I would be a believer now because oh, wow. of that. That's, that's, so that's, it was, that's a, a serious thing to say. Shows the impact of that song in your life. Yeah. That's awesome, man. <clears throat> I'm going to give some so, honorable mentions, and I would, I would yeah, love go to ahead. go fur- too, further in these into these guys. But the truth is, uh, <laughs> I'll talk about them all day. Uh, I want to say uh, Don Moen, uh, Hosanna Praise and Worship Albums, Ron Cannoli. Um, those guys had a, a serious impact on me early on. My mom used to play them in the house, and mm. musically, the orchestra arrangements were so like impactful to me. Like when I was a kid. And for the longest time, I wanted to be like an orchestra arranger um, because of what I heard on those albums. And then later, when you listen to them as adults, you you listen differently than you are as a child. And I was just really impressed with their the way they were expressing themselves to God and how they led the congregation. And it felt it honestly, it feels so simple and relaxed. And it it more honestly fits along with my personality. So. yeah, those guys, they really had a big impact on me. Uh, Kirk Franklin's album, uh, a lot of his albums uh, like had an impact on me, but Rebirth, probably the most impactful impactful album ever to me on, yeah. my, on my life, right? Wow. Like uh, I, at in the Bahamas, um, DVDs, uh, an original DVD costs a whole lot more money. When I was like 14 or so or 13, I went and bought the DVD, which was 50 bucks. For a kid, $50 is a lot. But like, I wanted that album. So I bought the DVD and the album, right? And I I could list everyone who played on that album. I know where the album was performed. I mean, I knew so much information about that album. Musically, it was impressive. And then later on in life, like spiritually, that album, like, it, it just did so much for me and, and just, uh, he speaks so well about like substitutionary atonement and what God did for us on the cross. Um, he speaks so well to many theological themes that like, man, I was just impressed. So um, you could tell something happened in his life on that album. Like you feel it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I talk, Okay. And then more more recently, I've been more in the modern hymn movement, so I'm not really that much in the CCM world. I got to give Hillsong a lot of credit, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know everybody listens to them, but really they had a big impact on me. Um, I still love their music to this day. Um, but yeah. Citizens and Saints, I know I named these groups before, but um, Citizens and Saints 
well, they were just called citizens now, but they've had such an impact on me that they, when they asked, they did a, um, a campaign to raise funds for their, for their, one of their later albums that came out. And, uh, I actually wasn't a fan of the, 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 the later album that came out, but I actually sent money in to like support it twice. <laughs> That's right. I remember when you did that. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I accidentally made two accounts and I, you know, I, I picked a more premium package or whatever. And I was like, you know something, they can have the you money. Like, twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they just had such an impact, all their albums, because what they did for me was they showed me how you can take first off hymns and you can modernize them and you don't even realize yeah. it. And at the time I was at a Methodist church and I really needed that to help break that traditional idea of only the organ can work in our church. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were really helpful to me with, to me with that. And then my theology began to change around the time I started listening to them and they more aligned with like my theological beliefs at the time. And, and they still do, but what they were changing to. So I started listening to them more and then musically they don't have that CCM sound. And so I love Hillsong and Hillsong does C the CCM sound really well. I mean, truthfully, mm -hmm. they're the standard, right? But I yeah. really struggle with just hearing that CCM sound all the time. And Citizens and Saints really does provide another musical option that's still like rock, rock-centered, but it's not CCM. It's not Christian contemporary yeah. alternative rock music. So I really, I really love their sound. And then um, lately I've been... Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound dark, but the world is dark, so I feel dark, right? So I don't really want to listen to a, a lot of... I'm struggling to listen to a lot of worship music right now because it just does not express my feelings. Like if you listen, if you read the Psalms, mm -hmm. right? David was expressing what was going on in his heart. He was still expressing yeah. the truth about who God is, but he was expressing what was going on in his heart. I don't... I, I'm struggling to find the words to even pray or worship. But the brilliance has been really helpful for me lately. And so um, I've been listening to a lot of the brilliance. And then um, I've been listening to Andrew Peterson. And I really like okay. his music. He's very great at telling, writing songs in like a story form, I find. And so, um, so yeah. I'm writing his name down. Um, so, yeah, well, I'll end with my... Uh, honorable mentions, um, you know, kind of starting in, uh, high school, you know, heart of worship, I'm sure was pretty influential to a lot of people. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. Um, just loved it, played it, led it, enjoyed it, but yeah. Um, and then going into college, you know, we talked about rain on us being like musically influential to me. Mm -hmm. That was, I just didn't realize how complex songs actually could be in the church and that was a uh, that was sort of eye-opening but also I just loved it and it was my first um kind of experience with through composed type songs um so it's just beautiful um if you haven't listened to that go check it out rain on us uh John Peaky right mm -hmm. yeah and then um uh same kind of era of my life was uh, more than anything Lord, I love you. More oh yeah, than that that's that's a church anthem right now. Jesus, mm. still is. Our that was that was actually on Kanye West's album. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard a piece of that. Uh-huh, yeah, it was. Um, they killed it too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, it was. Uh, I I loved it. I got. I was so honored to be able to be a part of EVS and also do that song when that song was um, super fresh. Um, mm-hmm. It was just. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'd see a lot of people just come to the Lord in that song. Just really uh, center in their attention. Um, to the spirit in that moment. But anyway, um, moving on, I got into Wren Collective uh, probably after I was married. So this was like post-2010, 2011. Um, I got into Wren Collective. I just, I love their sound. It's unlike, it, it. I guess it could still be technically considered a CCM. You don't really hear a lot of them as far as like in the mainstream of mm-hmm. CCM worship, but, but their sound is different. And mm-hmm. I just... I love it. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it. As much as I love gospel, I love what they do yeah, and yeah. their type of sound. Um, and I, I just, I wish I can just, A, I wish I talked like that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, people take you more serious when you have uh, an accent. Anyway, um, and so we did we did some Ring Collective songs a few years ago. And I just, anyway, I, I still follow them a lot. And lastly, I'll just end with this one because it's, really starting to impact me right now. I, I, a couple months ago, Maverick City released a, a song called Promises. Flat out amazing. Um, just their whole, just the way they do their worship sets, at least at least for the video. I don't know. I really honestly don't know a lot about Maverick City and, and who actually is leading that. Or I don't really care, to be <laughs> honest with you. But I really like what they're putting out. Yeah. And we've done Refiner here. Refiner is an incredible song um, that they they do. Stephanie uh, Gretzinger and what is his name? I can't remember. Sorry. We'll put it in the description. But anyway, Refiner, but Promises is one of their newest ones. And it's just the melody is, is uh, I wouldn't say unlike anything you would hear in CCM, but it's, it's really... I would, it's different. It's fresh. The melody is just fresh, even though it's a six, four, one, five progression at the intro and at, in the verse. I have an assumption about that. Fresh. What's that? Sorry, I haven't. So when I was talking to somebody about Maverick City, because I just heard about them, this person described them to me as the new gospel sound. Like that's what gospel sounds like. Yeah. So, yeah. Re- well, I, yes and no. Yes and no, because they are using very standard chord progressions. They are, but that's what the very per- easy. But the person was telling me, and she, you know, she sings at an African American church, and, I, and I'm I'm really out out of the culture now. But she was saying, yeah, if you want gospel, that's where you go. Like if you want praise and worship music, that's what they're singing. And so it's interesting to me, like that's the gospel sound. So maybe I was going to say that's why the melodies are a little bit different. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. I just, I really like their sound. They're, they they kind of bring what Israel brought to gospel, um, mm. but Israel was not afraid to make it more complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, not afraid at all. This is very simple. Now, their musicians really, they're just skilled. It's, it's basically, it's like if me and I'm not trying to say I'm as good as them. I'm, you know, I'm just saying if me and you did worship at a church together, we would probably make it sound a little more complicated, a little more us. Yeah. And that's what they are not afraid to do, which is great because they're mm-hmm. all amazing. And I just, yeah, I really enjoy them. And uh, the lyrics, 
the melodies, everything about what they're what they're doing, at least right now, is just on point. So go check them out. We'll end it with that. But um, man, I really like doing podcasts like this. A little more lighthearted. Uh, talking about we get to talk about each other and learn about each other and yeah, let yeah, the, our viewers sure. learn. But we really appreciate you guys being with us. Um, if you want to subscribe to us on YouTube, um, go for it. We encourage you to do that. We have a lot of different types of content that comes out. Piano, David uh, does um, piano tutorials and other things like that. I myself do stage designs and other type of worship leading help type videos, just taking you along with me on different things that I do here at the church. But uh, anyway, we've got a lot to offer, so subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, look for us on all of our podcast platforms, and we'll see you next time. Man, thank you so much for being here. As always, mm -hmm. we love you. Remember, great worship leaders are always, are always learning. learning. Pretty.